Have you ever heard the phrase, hiding in plain sight? I think the foundation of that concept is that we can become so preoccupied with what's on our mind that we don't even see right in front of our eyes something that is unusual, even at times something we've been looking for. I want to talk about that in relationship to experiencing the presence of God. Many times I say the same thing in prayer, Lord, I would love to feel you today. I'd like to experience you today. I'd like to sense you today. And then often what happens, no matter how long I've prayed, I get up to get about my day and I get preoccupied. And then I end the day saying, Lord, I wish you would have broken through for me. Well, the bottom line is part of this has to do with my own understanding and my own awareness of how God is always present and what it means to sense him. There's an author, he's actually a Jewish philosopher, his name is Abraham Heschel, who wrote a book called God's Search for Man. It was written in 1955, so I'm sure that today the title would be more God's Search for People, for Individuals. But be that as may, he, he talks about how foundational it was for Hebrews to not simply believe in God, but to sense God. By the way, his book, Sabbath, I think is a powerful book. And this other book, which is fundamentally about religious philosophy, is really well written and has a number of gems in it. Now, one of the things he talks about is the three traditional ways that Hebrews, Jews, are taught to sense God. You sense God in the world, to sense him in the Bible, and to sense him in service. So let's look at those because I think all of us want to sense God more, and this isn't the end all, but it's certainly another contribution that comes to us that we can position ourselves to not only believe in God, but to be aware of his presence. And so let's start with the whole idea of sensing God in the world. Now, there's no question that this isn't going to happen if, we pre- if we're preoccupied, that there needs to be an awareness, there needs to be an openness. We need to be somewhat alert if we can go out into the world and sense the movement of God. But now I want to add my own, if you will, definition of what it means to sense God in the world. Certainly part of it is to sense God in creation, both in that which is beautiful and that which is sublime. That which takes our breath away and that creates a great amount of awe. There have been times where I've stood outside as I've watched a weather front come upon us and that great sense of power and awe. Or you look at even the most delicate parts of a flower and you see its beauty. And behind all that is the hand of God. And we can begin to experience him that way. And that means we should take the time to do it. I mean, the psalmist tells us that all creation 
is part of the voice of God to us, that he's here and what he's like. But we can go on from there, and that is, in the world, we want to look for God in our interactions with other people. I think community is one of the places where, if our eyes and hearts are open, we can sense God. And things people say to us that are an encouragement, that come at just the right time. In gathering together, as Scripture told us, where two or three are there, and we experience Jesus in the midst There's also, in the world, the ability to experience God in both the mystery and the mundane. The mystery of the fine-tuning of the universe and how the smallest part of matter sends a message to us of the intricacy of God's intellect and design. And then there is the mystery, that which we don't know and we don't understand. You know that Scripture tells us, Jesus our Lord, in the Lord's Prayer, that God is ever-present with us, our Father who art in heaven. And we've learned that heaven wasn't a place far away. It meant the spiritual realm all around us, and that all of this becomes part of the way in which we can sense God if we're aware of him. Now, we could stop right there. And we could challenge one another to not let another day go by without being caught up by the beauty, the wonder, the sublime, by the mystery, the movement of God in the mundane, a note that comes from a friend, a call, a kind word. But he also says that we can begin to sense God in the Bible. Now, there's something he said that really grabbed hold of me. He said that while people in the modern world, he being Heschel, while people in the modern world learn in order to control, learn in order to dominate, learn in order to use, Hebrews learned in order to revere. And the Bible is a story, a story of God's intervention in the world. These, these amazing stories of angel visitations, of the three visitors to Abraham, of Balaam's donkey actually getting voice and warning him. This idea that God was intricately involved in the day-to-day -day issues of the world and what God wants us to know that that story in the Bible is not just a story to tell us how people experienced and sensed God back then, but to get us more aware of how God can be speaking to us even now, moving in our lives, making us more aware of him. God is still present. God is still speaking. Some of these amazing revivals that are taking place among the Muslims of the world where through visions and dreams, God is directly speaking to them and telling them the story of Jesus and conversions are occurring without people even having an evangelist there to articulate the various dynamics of the gospel. God is still active. God is still involved. And part of reading the Bible is to 
listen to that story so that we can then be more open in our story to the movement of God. You see, one of the things that scripture is wanting to tell us is that there's nothing that's happening in life that doesn't in some way involve the presence and the movement of God. And so we read the Bible. We read it because it's the inspired word of God, because there are moments when God speaks to us through it, but we also read it because it creates within us a great sense of the involvement of God in the world, and therefore we revere what we've learned because how it can be a light unto our feet, a light on our path as we move forward in it. I admit, yes, I I probably at times pray, oh Lord, dazzle me. But what I want to learn is a lot of the sensing of God happens in what's going on around me if I just open my eyes and open my ears and be willing to see God there. So Heschel says there's three ways in which we can begin to sense God, and one is by being more open to what's happening in our own lives and in our world through both the beauty and the sublime, the mystery and the mundane. We also experience God by going to scripture and understanding what it's saying to us and seeing how God intervened in stories and how he's intervening in our own story. But he says another way we experience God is through service. I think this is important. I have to be honest with you. One of the reasons I love coming and spending time with you here in these Slingstones podcast is because in doing it, It sparks within me the Spirit of God, and I feel more present to Him. And I I feel His presence toward me. And, And this comes to a fundamental issue of Christian service. Christian service is not essentially going out and doing things for God as much as they are going out and doing things with God, as He has sparked us, as He has encouraged us, as He's nudged us to go whether it's something huge or something small. But we sense God encouraging us to live by his virtues and his values. And then suddenly we want to go next door and talk to the neighbor and give them a helping hand and be kind. You see, we're not just serving God, we're serving with God. Today, when you begin to read a lot about mindfulness and mindsight, which has a lot to do with being present in the world, one of the things it talks about in terms of the spiritual world is that we can experience with God what's called mutual mind, where it's hard to discern what's, what's my part and what's his part, what's my mind and what's his mind, and there's a union of thought that occurs there, and that's what happens often in the context of Christian service, that as we're out there serving God, suddenly we begin to experience him. This is why God wants us to go and love and care and share in his name, because as we're doing it, his spirit is in us. His spirit is moving upon us. Do you remember what Jesus said, that there would come a day when you would be taken before leaders? And he said, don't even worry about what you're going to say, because the spirit will be speaking through you. Now, that doesn't mean he takes over our voice, but it means that we have a union with him and there's this mutuality that occurs. But the same thing happens when you decide that you're going to 
give. Like today, our church was talking about giving gifts to the folks in Boulder, Colorado, so that we could help with them. Or helping a neighbor, visiting someone that's ill, making a call to someone that can't get outside of their house and asking them if you can, you can get groceries for them. And one of the things that we experience in that, and this comes in part from St. Ignatius, is that as we are serving in the virtues and values of the kingdom and in the Lord of the Lord, and in the word of the Lord, we begin to feel a consolation. Light begins to come into us and we are inspired. Something breathes inside of us. And we once again know that we belong to him, that he is in our hearts, and that we sense him. My friends, this is just a small thing to add to the many, many things we've talked about of how to position ourselves before God, but I think it's an important thing. And I, I picked up on this in reading Heschel, and I thought, this is a good thing, and I want to share it, that we can sense God. If we're aware in the world around us, if we're aware as we go into scriptures, and if we're aware as we serve in the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, the light, the hope, the joy that comes in is the very presence of God lifting our hearts and embracing us. <laughs>